Hello, Facebook Live. Welcome to um, Fearless Mom. I, I hear Mac. He is sleeping, but he's coming back. We have special guests tonight. Emily and Mac will be participating. We are, um, Emily, how many weeks living together now again? Almost five. Almost five weeks. I mean, Mac and I have been living together longer than that. But, <laughs> but um, we are five weeks into the pandemic with Emily living with us. Um, Emily, at age um, 25, got to move back in. We are super excited about it. Aren't you thrilled, Wait, Emily? No, I thought you were probably not super thrilled. We actually are having a great time. A great time. How about, what do you think, Mac? Mac's back Absolutely. in here. He's going to be chiming in. I think we've had a great time. I know the dogs yeah. have had a great time, too. Yeah, oh, so-so? No, that we've had a great time. And we are, um, I'm so curious, when you, when you log on, when you check in, let us know where you're from. And um, I'm also curious about what your favorite quarantine snack is. Are you a salty, are you a sweet? What's your favorite snack? I actually have a favorite of each. But where you're from and your favorite quarantine snack. Mac, what's your favorite quarantine snack? It's been, uh... Texas two-step bluebell. Yeah, bluebell Texas two-step ice cream. That's a good one. Cookie two-step. What about you? Um, I said bread and cheese. <laughs> bread and cheese. Emily has eaten a lot of that's all I've had. bread and cheese. That's right. Yeah. A, a French and diet. Y'all have, like, have made a lot of really good meals. <laughs> but I think my my favorite uh, is golden Oreos. That's my mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, but I only go to the grocery store once a week. Anybody else? Are you putting limits on how often you're going to the store? So we are really working hard to um, abide by the rules and to uh, only go to the store when necessary. So we've cut it down to once a week. So let us know where you're from and let us know your favorite quarantine snack because I'm going to the grocery store tomorrow. So you may uh, help us out there. Tonight, we have another giveaway. So uh, there will be three winners. Tonight's giveaway is the Fearless T-shirt. You know, it's backwards to them, isn't it, Emily? Yeah. So it says Fearless. So you can win the T-shirt. Actually, we're going to do three. Let's give away three. And text Fearless at home to 94090. Text fearless at home to 94090. And then you'll get um, a response that says we're uh, gonna figure out the winners and then the three winners will get a text. And so then we'll need the information back from you. We'll need your name, your shirt size, and your address. So three winners for the fearless t-shirt um, giveaway. I would say, Emily, did you get one of these? I did. It's pretty true to size, don't yes, you think? It's true sure. to size. It is a, is it a, yeah, it's a if, Bella canvas. Yeah, if you're between sizes, go up. If you're between sizes, go up. But um, we're going to be giving those away. And um, so definitely enter. Text fearless at home to 94090. winners. And this is only for the next 10 minutes because then we will cut it off because we will get going. Um and I don't know where you guys are, but in Austin, they just extended the shelter in place to when, Mac, when is it over? May 8th. To May 8th. And we are now required to wear 
masks everywhere we go. And so um, whether we are wearing, I guess like, I'm wearing Max Fishing Buff, like I double it up and wear it, but I, um, I'm not very good at not touching my face when I'm wearing it with the gloves on. So I do feel like maybe um, I contaminated myself pretty badly last time I went to the store. So if there was any virus in the grocery store, uh, I probably touched it. But this time, tomorrow, I'm going to do much better. I'm going to pull my, um, what do you call that, buff thing up and not touch my face. Do I have to cover, I have to cover my nose, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, they said they will not let you in the store I know. unless you have a mask That's on. Crazy. This is getting serious, and I'm like, is anyone videoing this? Because we're going to look back and think, what the heck was happening? But um, anyway, that is our, that's our status of where we are. I'm not sure where you guys are um, and what the, what the limits are and what you can do. But we have a mom. She actually, we've had several moms share their ideas about how to celebrate birthdays while you're in quarantine. But a good friend of mine, her son is turning 16. And she said, I know, I've seen the parades, but is there anything else? So if you have any great idea for how to celebrate a 16th birthday, um, we would love to hear it. It is a guy, so um, and he turned 16 this week. Actually, I think it's tomorrow he turned 16. So if you have any great um, uh, quarantine, shelter-in-place, birthday celebration ideas, we'd love to hear it. And if it's a really long explanation, go ahead and email us at info at fearlessmom.com. But we would love to hear it. Um, tonight, we are going to jump in and talk about um, resilience grit, perseverance, tenacity, and how um, it can improve your life. Whether you're a parent, a child, a teenager, wherever you are in your life, we all know that that can make your life better. Um, but at Fearless Mom, we don't wanna add to your to-do list. We just wanna help you be intentional with what you're already doing. So our goal tonight is just to, to come up with some things to help you be more aware and then help you be more efficient and more effective in whatever you do, you're doing. And if that's parenting, great, but maybe it is in your business, maybe it's in your relationships, maybe it is in your spiritual life, your physical life, whatever it is, um, the topic that we're gonna discuss tonight actually affects every area of your life. And we know though that as moms, we embrace the responsibility. That's one of our big things at Fearless Mom. Embrace the responsibility of motherhood. So we embrace the responsibility um, to do our best to help our kids discover their best. So my job is to help Emily be her best self. So I'm gonna be my best self to help her become her best self. And I do the same with my other kiddos as well. Um, and when it comes to parenting in particular, I think it is super easy to get overwhelmed and think, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but we always say, um, welcome to the club. We don't know what we're doing either, but we are always working to get better, always working to get stronger. That's what we're about. It's not about perfection. It's about participation and always doing your best. Um, parenting is more about your availability than your ability. And we say um, it is not if you make a mistake, it is when you make a mistake because everyone makes mistakes in parenting. Actually, um, Emily, this kind of sets you up for something you wanted to uh, go back to from last week. Last week, I asked everyone to 
uh, chime in with their favorite books. And Emily made a big um, recommendation. Like, it was a solid recommendation. Well, More you, than just, oh, I kind of like it. You prompted me like, Emily, you love your book so much. You, like, went on and on about how much okay, you loved well, it. well, listen. And I've, then something happened. Yeah, it, it did. I prematurely recommended my book because I had about 90 pages left. And it had been very good. And then the next day, like last Thursday, I kept reading and it took a very inappropriate turn. <laughs> and so I would like to revoke my recommendation. And I said earlier to our LHG student small group, like this is not just a pro tip. This is like a very basic tip. Don't recommend something until you've finished it. So my sincerest apologies. I am de-recommending the book I recommended last week. Um, Emily came in and she goes, Mom, oh my gosh, I just got to the end of the book and it got so inappropriate and I told everyone, including Miss Woodbridge, yes. her elementary music teacher. She was like, I have to text Miss Woodbridge and let and her know. I was reading and I was like, oh my gosh, this took a turn and then I was like, Oh my gosh, I said this on Fearless Mom last night. So, terribly sorry. Thank you. Yeah, Very Emily, well. but we all learn from it. Don't um, recommend a book until you've read to the very end. And you know what? We always did give our disclaimer at Fearless Mom that there is only one book that we endorse cover to cover, and that would be the Bible. And so, we filter everything else through Scripture. So, yeah, Emily, that was a good one. And we say, you know, mistakes are only wasted if you keep them to yourself. And any story can be used for his glory. So there you go. There, yeah. So um, we are going to go ahead and jump in, and um, I'm going to pray to get us started. So wherever you are, bow your head real quick. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for technology that allows us to be connected. Thank you for um, your word. Thank you for your, your guidance. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your peace that passes understanding. Right now, God, we ask that you settle our hearts and minds and you open our eyes and ears so that we can see and hear what you want us to learn today so that we can be our best selves. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Thank you. Yes, that is my audience tonight, Emily and Mac. That was excellent. Um, Emily, when she was younger, I've referred to her a couple of times as an SWB. We call that, that is a strong-willed blessing. And when Emily was determined to do something, she was going to do it no matter what. And sometimes as a mom, as a parent, that can be challenging. But actually, um, the fact that nothing could distract, deter, or discourage her actually can prove to be a very good thing. When she was um, maybe... I don't even think you were three yet. And when I think you were two and a half years old and she was going down the hill, we lived in a neighborhood. We were up at the top of the hill and about five houses down was another family. And they had a little boy about Emily's age, just about six months older. And Emily, it, they felt so mature because they could walk by themselves from one house to another with moms standing in the driveway watching. So she goes down the hill and she starts to kind of jog. She gets excited. And she literally face plants in the middle of the street. And she gets back up. And both moms, of course, you know, gasp. And she stands back up, literally rubs gravel off her face and off her knees. And then keeps on going. Why? Because she knew where she wanted to go and nothing would distract, deter, or discourage her. And you know, um, actually that 
that uh, stubborn strength that you have, you know, stubborn strength. I think actually stubbornness can be channeled to be perseverance. And so in Emily's life, um, even though it was a challenge sometimes to parent, but that perseverance we saw um, be so good and can be an asset. And that's what we're going to talk about, that grit, that tenacity, that perseverance that permeates every area of your life and can improve every area of your life. Galatians 6, 9 says, do not grow weary in doing good for in the proper time, you will reap a harvest. Emily, you know that verse. If you don't give. Yes, we have choreography to it, too. If you don't give up. That's right. And um, I'm not the only one who uh, believes that stubbornness is good. Angela Duckworth wrote the book called Grit. And if you haven't read it, it's a, a great read. Angela um, Duckworth was a psychology professor. She may still be a psychology professor at the University of Pennsylvania. But before that, she taught middle school. The book is entitled Grit. The Power and Passion of Perseverance. Ah, nice alliteration there, Angela. The Power and Passion of Perseverance. She observed when she was a teacher that the, the students um, that tried the hardest were the ones who performed the best. And it wasn't always tied to maybe their um, IQ scores. Oftentimes, it was just their the ones who tried harder, the ones who uh, found new strategies, the one who didn't give up and they kept trying until they got it right or they worked harder because they wanted to get it right. Um, she began to study the role that effort played in a person's success and she called this effort, what Mac, the title of her book, Grit. Yeah. She called it grit and her research showed that grit is a major factor in a person's success. <clears throat> I'm going to define grit for you. Grit is passion and perseverance for long-term goals. It is the willingness to work hard to make your desired future a reality. Having the stamina to stick with it despite the struggle. Now, her research suggests that when it comes to high achievement, grit may be as essential, if not more essential, than natural intelligence. And I love the phrase, having the stamina to stick with it. The stamina to stick with it despite the struggle. And she researched it for a long time. She cites um, another um, uh, teacher that we have, educator that we've cited before, Carol Dweck and the growth mindset. And that um, belief that, that mindset that um, I can continue working at it. I will achieve it if I find a new strategy, if I keep at it. So it is um, not how you think about one thing, but how you think about everything. So um, Angela Duckworth and Carol Dweck both believe that that mindset, that belief, that framework of, okay, I don't know it yet, but I can continue to learn. Or I'm not good at that yet, but I will continue to learn. Um, and I believe all of their study is consistent with the studies done at Stanford in the 60s and 70s. Um, and those were done by a guy named, I never know how to say his last name, 
Walter Michelle. I'm, I'm gonna say it like that. Yeah. I say it with authority. Walter Michelle. He was a professor, and he started studying self-control. And so he would. It's the marshmallow study. You can look it up. There are some hilarious videos about his studies in the 60s and 70s. It's been studied in the 80s and 90s too. People have continued to study it because of the correlation between self-control and future happiness and success. There is a direct correlation between the achievement, the success, the happiness um, of a person and their self-control. Now, the helpful thing I think about all of these studies is it says that self-control can be learned. Self-control can be taught. But um, what they found was these kiddos who showed higher self-control, they had higher SAT scores, better success in school, and healthier body mass index. So it wasn't just their academic achievement, but it was also their physical achievement. I believe that self-control and growth mindset and grit are all connected. I think it is that growth mindset that gives you the self-control to stay at it and develop the grit and to keep learning, keep achieving, to keep working at something. I think it is all related. It is all woven together. Um, it's grit. It's tenacity and it's perseverance, and that's not giving up. And we've studied so much about that in the growth mindset. You can go back to the series um, on mindful thinking. Um, actually, I'll email that out so you guys have the links to that because they're not on the website right now. But um, that not giving up and the trying new strategies and problem solving and, and keeping at it until you get to it. And the, doing the right thing or the hard thing even when you don't feel like it. That's the grit. And just as I believe self-control and tenacity and stubbornness and everything is tied to perseverance and tied to grit, I also believe that emotional resilience is tied to it. Because I think that coming back after um, hits and hurts, disappointments and failures, I think that is tenacity. That is that you take the hit, but you get back up. It is not that um, a successful marriage, we always say that a, a healthy marriage is not without conflict. A healthy marriage knows how to come back after the conflict, knows how to fight through the conflict. And so, um, and then the emotional, spiritual, relational, and financial stamina that she talked about. I think it's all tied together. The um, emotional resilience, the stamina, the relational stamina, the spiritual stamina, and the um, grit, tenacity, perseverance, self-control, it's all woven together. And I'm working on this. See, this session is uh, out of my obsession about this and I am um, studying this more this summer and I'm trying to find a thread so that I can simplify it and clarify so that you can I can say oh this is how you can equip your children but what we're gonna do for these next two sessions is we're gonna study it in ourselves we're gonna look at um, self-control in ourselves self-discipline we're gonna look at self-awareness and we're gonna try to figure it out because I do know this you're a much better teacher if you're first a student and so I'm going to study this this summer and we're going to study this together so that we are armed to empower our children with it um, as we uh, approach this fall. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that common thread and the research to back it up. I know it's there. I can look at it and find it, but I want to find the research to back it up. Um, and it's that 
that tenacity and that grit and that stamina and that self-control that um, improves your spiritual development. You need it for that because there are definitely times when you don't feel God at working, when you at work, when you don't think that He is hearing your prayers, um, when you don't feel spiritual, you don't feel close to God. Well, heads up, God doesn't move. But it is that tenacity that keeps you at it even when you don't feel it. And so it is, um, and then in the physical development, um, Mac, you talk about that, uh, how many can you do when you're tired that your trainer talked to you about. And it, it is when you stay at it, even when you don't feel like it, the intellectual and professional development. I tell the story all the time about Emily's chemistry class. Um, that uh, yeah, it was such a pleasant experience for all of us. But um, it was it, it was harder than anything she had ever done, and it was beyond anything she had ever done. But she learned tenacity, hard work, and she stuck with it. Um, I would tell you that Joe. I think Joe is watching right now, but. Um, Joe is experiencing this with his seminary classes right now. They're not fun. He'd rather be working. He'd rather be doing other things, but he is staying at it because it is a long-term goal. So he's digging to find that grit because it's not that it's great now, but he knows that he will, um, he wants that degree. He wants that seminary degree um, eventually. And so that's what we're talking about. And it affects every area of your life. Um, and even in parenting, especially in parenting, especially parenting in a pandemic, I'm going to tell you where you are right now. Uh, odds are if you're three weeks in, four weeks in, five weeks in, then you have asked yourself, is this worth it? Is this working? Um, am I doing this right? I'm going to tell you this. No one's doing it perfectly. And are you doing it right? Here's the deal. Are you still trying if you are still trying, you are doing it right. This is what we would tell you. Don't give up. Stay in the game. Take a break when you need it, but don't toss in the towel. Um, get a snack. Take a break. Go for a walk. Do what you need to do. Reach out to friends. Have some uh, social interaction. Do what you need to do, but stay at it. Don't toss in the towel. Take a break but don't toss in the towel. Those are two different things. A short break, not a long-term break. But every mother I know is worrying either, am I doing this right or is what I'm doing working? Um, no one has it all figured out. The key is to stay at it. And then um, that grit and tenacity and self-control and resilience is so important in your relationships. We know it's important in every relationship, in your friendships, in your um, work relationships, and certainly in marriage. And so we're going to get there in just a minute. But <clears throat> I want us all to come to the conclusion that hard work is worth it and we will not give up. Hard work is worth it, and we will not give up. I'm going to make sure I can see my clock over here because last time I kept talking, and um, I never knew what time it was. I said I just said a lot of words. And Emily, it, like my, my computer will go to sleep, and then I can't see the time. It, it, yeah, it, it went to sleep. But um, Okay, do we know who won before I keep going? Do we know who won the T-shirts? Has Deanne texted? Let me find out. Or Julia may know. I haven't gotten a text yet, but... It is time to find the winners. And um, I'm trying to read what this says. When your 12-year-old is 
at home. It's e-learning at home. And, oh, wait, it went too fast. What did it say? And But people are getting... When your 12-year-old is e-learning at home and you work from home, how do you keep from wanting to keep away from each other? Oh, uh, listen, those moms who are who are working and have their kids at home all the time, listen, hats off to you, man. That is hardcore, and that is not easy. And so I think everybody is figuring out what works for them. And getting in each other's um, space is, um, is real. I know that we had to draw our boundaries in the house and say these are the work rooms and these are the non-work rooms. Um, but well, sometimes I, we kind of go, I'm going to go outside for a minute. Yeah. We've, we've had those moments. We've definitely had those moments, trying to work, and and we're all three working sometimes on the same thing, sometimes on different things. Sometimes on similar things. Sometimes on similar things, and then poor Emily is here to help us with our cool. technology. I, I feel bad for her sometimes, but she's learning grit and tenacity i'm not even kidding do we have the winners i'm, I'm excited do we this, did you tell oh, we, are, we almost have the winners okay um and so i am going to keep on going about our uh, self-improvement because that's really what we're doing if you're tuning in you're you're telling us okay i want to get better I, I would say that all of us have agreed um, it is our responsibility to work to get better and stronger mm -hmm. i hope i never uh, y'all yesterday was my 51st birthday and thanks guys thanks thank you thank you um i hope i never quit learning i never want to quit learning i never want to quit getting better i never want to quit getting stronger i think that is just that should be part of all of our lives always learning always getting better always getting stronger um and so our, we're going to agree as we move forward that um self-improvement should be part of everyone's life. Do we agree? Do we agree? Do we agree. Yes. We yes. all agree. Thank we you. Agree. I need a little feedback. I, I need a little feedback. Amen. So, so I need some. Amen. Oh, oh. So I'm getting some hearts. Does that mean they agree? Can they do a thumbs up if they agree? Yes. I don't know. Oh, I got a thumbs up. Yes. Hearts is, like hearts is better than thumbs up. Is there? That's an evaluation. So well, a thumbs up is just well, like. It's more categorical, actually. You're right. Oh, wow. She gave you two hearts. Uh, thanks. Matt gave me two hearts. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so self-improvement is everybody's responsibility. Um, but track with me here. Self-improvement increases with self-discipline. I think that is logical. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to use self-discipline, self-control, um, and willpower if I'm going to get better. So self-improvement increases with self-discipline. Self-discipline increases with self-awareness. Self-discipline increases with self-awareness. Now, um, Emily has talked a lot. I've heard you talk a lot about self-awareness and how important it is. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that you enjoy personality studies and stuff like that. Are there other things that uh, help us uh, discover self-awareness, help, help us become more self-aware? Uh, personality studies. I love personality right. frameworks. I mean, I don't. I'm not like a hardcore enneagram, but I, I enjoy. I, I enjoy reading about it. I enjoy. I I think that um, self awareness increases others' awareness, mm -hmm. and so therefore helps every relationship sure. and helps every interaction. Um, so self improvement increases with self discipline. Self discipline increases with self awareness because when you are aware, you know those things then that you need to work on. Um, and self-awareness in our family, um, 
can be. <laughs> Mac is laughing over here. Self-awareness improves with daughters. Self-awareness, yes. If you have a daughter, yes, you automatically will have someone in your home who will help you with self-awareness. Sons are awesome, but they're not going to help you with Sons are awesome, but I agree with you. I think that most of... Yes, most of our... If, if you have a daughter, you um, have a leg up on the self-awareness thing, but self-awareness then increases with mindfulness and mindfulness um, we're going to go through the definitions of all these but uh, self-improvement increases with self-discipline self-discipline increases with self-awareness self-awareness increases with mindfulness again it's all connected mindfulness is connected to the um, self-awareness self-awareness is connected to the self-discipline self-discipline grit tenacity perseverance connected to self-improvement and we're all agreeing that we all want to get better and stronger self-improvement let's define it self-improvement is the process of bettering oneself by one's own actions bettering oneself by one's own actions it is i am taking on the responsibility i'm embracing the responsibility to get better um our verse for this is galatians 6 4 and 5 pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. We learn from each other, not compare to each other. We're learning from each other um, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Um, what are some examples, uh, Mac, of self-improvement? Um, I would say that fearless mom is a way that people, Absolutely. you know, study and get better. Fitness. Fitness. Oh, yeah, a trainer um, or just any kind of... Uh, physical fitness you know what if you're a student any new skill um, mm -hmm. or sport is another opportunity for self-improvement any class is an opportunity having for self-improvement having a mentor opportunity um, education is huge self-improvement continuing education um, Emily's getting her master's Joe's in seminary um, so any of those are a commitment and it is a, a commitment to get better um, and then self-discipline. Self-discipline is the ability to control your attention, your emotions, your desires, and your actions. Whoa. The ability to control attention, emotions, desires, and actions. Um, it's the regulation of oneself for the sake of improvement. Also referred to, we are going to use the words interchangeably, self-discipline, self-control, and willpower. All of them are the choice. Um, to control your emotions, your thoughts, um, your <clears throat> desires, your actions, and your attention. Um, and boy, we have had this theme verse um, uh, throughout the pandemic. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but one of power, of love, and self-discipline. Self 2 Timothy 1.7 Self-discipline is necessary for self-improvement. And God gives us that self-discipline. And it's when you do something, even when you don't feel like it. We say in LHC Kids, um, God will always give you the strength to do the right thing. And sometimes the right thing is the hard thing. But he will always give you what you need. So that self-discipline, that self-control, that strength, that courage to do the right thing, it's always available to you. God will give it to you. And that's why it says God gives you a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. And I know in our home, um, since we've all been um, in such close quarters, um, it has required power, love, and self-discipline. And sometimes the self-discipline to love in the right way, right? I, I, I think... I think that we have been using all of those. 
But self-discipline, self-control, and willpower, we use those interchangeably. And um, uh, self-awareness now. So self-improvement requires self-discipline. Self-discipline requires self-awareness. Self-awareness is the conscious knowledge of one's own. Emily, I thought you would love this definition I found. The conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. So just being aware of not just what you do, but why you do it, how you do it, and why you do it is real self-awareness. And um, Romans 12, 3 is our verse here. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, and this is Paul talking to the Romans, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. Measuring yourself by the faith that God has given us. We would argue um, that true self-awareness requires God-awareness. Understanding who your creator is is going to help you understand who you are. And then I would also say that self-awareness requires three things. Honesty, being honest with yourself. Don't think of yourself better than you really are. Be honest with yourself. Honesty, humility, because it's not always fun. If you really want to be brave and courageous and truly self-aware, you ask your family what they think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is very brave and self-aware. Make sure your family's at a good place <laughs> before you do that. But um, it is honesty, humility, and community. All of those are required for true self-awareness. Um, but again, I just believe, and this is what I'm really working on studying. How do we teach children to be self-aware? How do we empower the youngest children with self-awareness? I remember when... Um, Emily and Joe were little and we would be somewhere in public, let's say like at a park and they were walking through a crowd mm -hmm. and I would always say, be aware, be aware. I was trying to make them aware of their, their physical self, you know, like I, I'm aware that I may be stepping on something that um, I shouldn't be stepping on. I may be bumping into someone. So that physical awareness. Um, and then I think that grows into emotional awareness and relational awareness, spiritual awareness. But I'm really working on breaking it down to see how do we empower children with self-awareness and can adults who are not self-aware learn self-awareness? Mm. What do you think? Can adults who are not self-aware learn self-awareness? I think they absolutely can. Mm -hmm. Growth mindset. Growth mindset. I, I, think they I absolutely can if they want to. Yeah. Right. And yeah. That's huge. Yeah. If they want to. Again, it goes back to I think what is required <coughs> for self-awareness is humility. And I also, but you also said community, and I think yeah. that is so big that you've got people around you that. What's the term that the God has used? That you will receive influence? Yeah, receive influence. Mm -hmm. And that you are willing to listen to somebody tell you what you need to hear, yes. not just what you want to hear. Yes, and if you are in relationships with people like that, and um, whether it is a spouse, a friend, a sibling, a parent, then your responsibility is not to make them self-aware. Right. Your responsibility is to be self-aware yourself and to love and then to pray. My prayer for people who maybe seem hard or not receptive to influence, mm -hmm. I always pray, God, I pray for the Holy Spirit. God, allow the Holy Spirit to hover over them like 
He hovered over the earth when it was formless and void. If you read in Genesis, um, where the, the Holy Spirit hovered over the earth before it, you know, before it was created, hovered over before when it was formless and void. And I always think, you know, when someone's heart is hard or they're not receptive to influence, my responsibility is not to soften the heart. My responsibility is to love and pray for that Holy Spirit influence in their lives because that's going to be ultimately yeah, what yeah. brings them to a point of, yes, I'm ready to, uh, you know, receive your influence and hear about myself. It's hard. It is hard. It, but again, if you trust that person, like for, you, for me, you're my number one accountability. Period. You know it. But I receive it because I trust you. Okay. Trust is huge. Because we have now uh, been, you know, we've been married over 28 years. And so it is a constant building of trust, right. every interaction. Oh, we're going to get to that in just a minute. I can't wait. I know. Hey, do you want to do the winners? Oh, do we have the winners? Yeah, winners, winners. Chicken dinner? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Three. Three winners. Jamie Barrera. Jamie Barrera. Ashley Kelly. Ashley Kelly. And Vilma Munoz. And Velma Munoz. Velma, Velma Munoz. Oh, oh, congratulations! Okay, you guys, let us know the size you want and your address, and I will be shipping that to you. Um, this is a great time to be wearing a shirt that says "Fearless." Am I right? Because guess what, though, caveat doesn't mean that you are without fear. Fearless means you can act fearless even when you feel fearful. You can feel fearful and act fearless. And um, that is part of our mindfulness, which I'm getting to right now. This is perfect timing. I'm going to act like that was a purposeful segue there. But um, mindfulness. Okay, so we said that you go from self-improvement, and that, but before you ever get to self-improvement, you've got to have self-discipline. Before you ever get to self-discipline, you've got to have self-awareness. And before you have self-awareness, you need mindfulness. Mindfulness, that is being fully aware, say fully, Fully. Yeah, thank y'all. That was such an active audience. Fully aware of the present without judgment or comparison. So you're fully aware of your thoughts, feelings, and sensations without judgment or comparison. We say that a lot when it comes to feelings. Like, look at your feelings without judgment or comparison. Particularly when you are um, alone in your house and you have a lot of thoughts and you're the only soundboard for your thoughts and for your feelings, then you can begin to think, number one, I'm the only one. And then what do we say about shame? Shame is like mold that grows in the dark. Some of our feelings, particularly if they are fear-based, they grow inside our heads. Mm -hmm. So the best thing you can do, we say catch it see it, name it, own it, and strap it in. And so we own it and we say it out loud to someone and say, I'm feeling this. What do you think about this? And we share that with somebody else. But mindfulness is so important, but you look at your feelings without judgment or comparison. Because I can say, you know, I know that I've had some friends who, for instance, their, um, their child is missing their high school graduation. And that is sad, but they don't want to say I'm sad about that because they realize there are actually people who are very sick or people who are in the hospital or people who are much worse. Well, here's the deal. You can be sad and still understand that their, their suffering is um, real too. 
But it's okay for you to be sad. I know someone who was sad because they, they missed a trip and they didn't want to tell me. You know, you don't want to say like, oh, I'm so sad that I missed my trip to wherever when people are truly suffering. Here's the deal. You catch it, see it, name it, own it and strap it in and tell someone that you trust. And um, But we look at our feelings without judgment or comparison. It's so important that you, you remember that part. Mindfulness is not just being fully aware of thoughts, feelings, and sensations. It's being fully aware of thoughts, feelings, and sensations without judgment or comparison. That's an important part of mindfulness because what's happening is let's say that feeling is in you it's gonna come out sometime. Your frustration, your anger, your bitterness, your your um, sadness, it's gonna come out. Um, and so we want it to come out in a healthy way. And um, that's from Romans 12 too, that's our verse there. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Um, another version says, by the renewing of your mind, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So. We talked about how we're all working on self-improvement and we're going to get there next week. And we talked about how you really need self-discipline. We're going to get there next week and um, about self-control and then self-awareness. Today um, and this week, we're going to um, focus on mindfulness and self-awareness. That's going to be my challenge for you. So um, is to develop that. Don't even worry about changing those behaviors and um, the self-discipline and the self-improvement. That we're going to get to. This week, I just want us all to learn to be more mindful and more self-aware. So, um, Emily, uh, I want you to bring your chair over. I'm going to scoot over. And I want you to talk about how... Um, I know you've been reading a lot about um, social media and how it actually goes against mindfulness. This is actually another book that I haven't yet finished. Oh, so I'll only don't, speak yeah, to don't, the don't give the title. Right, don't give the title because if you haven't, just tell me what you have learned so far yes. that has to do with this, that has to do with mindfulness. So, with and the how concept. it can be, how it can be, um, attached to quality of life because we're talking about self-improvement yes. and yes. always working get better and stronger yes. and the best life so so i've been learning do. with technology which i actually started reading this book mm -hmm. before we were completely dependent on technology so it's kind of timely but talked about um how technology is you we have to be intentional and evaluate like okay yes 40 hours a week on twitter can be super helpful but my quality of life, like that's not a lot of time, that's less time spent with my family or whatever that looks like. And so you have to evaluate that. It also said that technology is not neutral. Technology is actually, um, it's not necessarily like evil or anything, but you can't see it as neutral mm -hmm. because the people, so like one person said that it's like a slot machine. We're walking around with slot machines in our pockets and in our purses because we're like, anytime our phone buzzes, we're like, oh my gosh, what was that? And so it's like this exciting anticipation in our brains of like, what did I just get? And the so dopamine. We, yes. And so we always feel that way. And so we have to um, just be aware that it is creating that feeling and that people designing Instagram and Facebook, which we are super thankful for these tools, but they're designing it for us to want to use it more and for us to want to crave it. And so and their desire is mindless. 
mindfulness. Yes, for us to be scrolling, not even realizing what we're doing. Which is literally the opposite of mindfulness. Is mindless. <laughs> so they, yeah. their, their job is to create that mindless media. Yeah. That, and that, so that's what they want. What the that example, doesn't mean they're bad. That, no. that means that they're that's their platform and that's, and that's what, what like, they're working toward. This whole book is saying like we're not saying we're anti-technology because like we want you to exist in the world and be able to engage with others. It's saying like take ownership of it, control technology, don't let it control you. So what I actually did recently yes. um is Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the, um, so the two main examples that it gave in the introduction of like, here's what this could look like for you. Um, one was deleting the social media apps off your phone so that you have to like consciously go to an internet browser in order to find those apps to eliminate or at least minimize the mindless scrolling. Haven't done that yet. But what I did do is I turned off autoplay on Netflix because they give you like three seconds and they don't even show the end credits. So like, of course I'm gonna watch the next episode. And so it's not necessarily that I'm saying like, I'm only gonna watch one episode of TV at night because I'm not willing to make that commitment yet, but it is slowing the process down and making me consciously choose to move on to the next episode and have that be a mindful choice instead of like, Oh, oops, fell into the next episode. So, so you've already moved to the self-discipline and the self-improvement. Um, you're such an overachiever. But, um, Baby but steps. for this week, though, this is what we're going to do. So um, we're just being mindful. Yes. So that's without judgment or comparison. Right. All we want to do is develop self-awareness. We're right. not making a judgment like I do it too much or I need to turn that right. off. It's just monitoring. Yes. All you're doing is monitoring this week. I just want you to spend a week being mindful of it. That's it. You don't have to move to uh, self-improvement and self-discipline yet. That is for later. Just be mindful. And so um, there are apps that you can get that can show you how much you are well, and on. now your iPhone does. Oh, yeah. It tells you how much you're on. It's just about self-awareness. So, thank you, Emily. Yes, thank you for having thank you, me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that input. Okay, so, Mac, now, um, would you come join us? Yes, because Mac is going to talk about how um, you can be mindful, because Emily's talking about mindful media. Thank you, hon. And now we're going to talk about being mindful in your marriage. Yes. It, it actually can be in any relationship, but since you and I are married. Well, yeah. yeah. Then we're all apply it. So, um, again, <clears throat> we're not necessarily moving to um, the behavior change yet right. the um, because I, I want to break it down and I just want to encourage awareness right now but and I think when, so when mindfulness when you and I started being more aware of it with what we're fixing to talk about mm -hmm. it's in some ways awareness almost can't help but change like I, you, I agree I agree not that you have to do it this week right but 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 I there. do think I, I yeah. think um, um, and if you've ever heard us talk about marriage, you have definitely heard us talk about this. But um, Mac, explain what, what we're going to be mindful of this week. The bid. <coughs> the bid between husband and wife, which is, is so, so simple. It can be as easy as, oh, I don't know, Julie, come look at the dogs. That's, that's a bid where I'm asking for her attention. I'm making a bid for her attention. Or she could say something like, oh my gosh, my computer just froze. 
To which I might say, hypothetically speaking, to which I might say, are you announcing a problem or do you want some help? Uh, but it's a bid. <laughs> it's a bid. Okay, so this is based on studies by the Gottmans, and they did this research. It's a longitudinal study, and they studied couples, and they said that they can they could predict um, within ninety four percent accuracy the success of the marriage. They could predict divorce within ninety four percent accuracy, and so all it was all they were documenting in this case was the response to the bid. The bid is simply um, something like, hey, look at this video I just watched. Hey, um, come watch this TV show with me. Or, hey, um, how was your day at work? Like, if I notice uh, maybe an expression on his face and I ask him about it, that is a response to a bid. Um, it's just showing interest in the other. And they say that it's pretty significant in every relationship. And so, you can, again, this week, we're just asking you to be mindful and self-aware. We're not even moving to the um, self-discipline and the self-improvement yet, but being mindful of those bids. And it is hilarious once you're yeah. mindful of it. And I think, too, the longer you've been married, the easier it is to lose awareness of yes. the bids. Yes, for sure. Because you're, you get so busy and you're just doing life all the time that you almost, <laughs> I've heard can tune out your spouse. Right, right. Well, it's just like when um, when the kids were um, little and um, I would be on the phone with you, you were at the office and um, they're crying or screaming or whatever and you would say, don't let them talk to you that way. And I'm like, what way? What way? I don't even hear them. Who, you know? who are you talking and about? So uh, I think sometimes in marriage <clears throat> we can get that way. But I, I think um, the key here is to uh, say, God, open my eyes to the bids. Help me now. This is also the key. My job is not to help him be more self-aware. <laughs> My job is not to get him to respond to the bid. My job is self-awareness and mindfulness. And so it is yeah. just about my being more aware um, and my being more aware of my media, my being more aware. Actually, we're just going to pick, everybody's just going to pick one thing um, because it can get overwhelming. It can, but in a hurry. But I think what you just said, I know when, when I have... Let's say that hypothetically I were to ever get irritated with you. Hypothetically, hypothetically, yeah. Then every single time I've stepped back and been able to say, and by the grace of God, been able to step back and go, okay, what's my move here? What is my, what's the best way for me to love Julie in this moment? Even though I'm, I'm not changing the fact that I'm irritated, but what's the best move to love her the most proactively in this moment. Every single time that I've done that, it, it allows me to kind of defuse, diffuse the situation in my mind and my heart, but also to kind of be intentional about that next step, which I think is self-awareness also. Oh, for sure. I, I think marriage um, is huge. Self-awareness. Yeah, it's a blessing. But I, I think it requires self-awareness. But it, again, it's that humility to And it helps self-awareness. Like there, yeah. we were talking yesterday about some things I had no clue of before we got married that you helped me to see. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag here to help. One or two. You're here to help. But uh, uh, did you have anything you wanted to say? Uh, yeah, you've made me aware. Of okay, thanks. That was a bit. I was just asking. I was but, curious. But I, asking for a friend. But again, it's all connected. The more mindful we are, and then the more self-aware we are, um, it all goes back to, I believe. 
that when we study, when I start to study anxiety and um, depression and what my responsibility as, as uh, the teacher, I'm always looking for are there actions we can you know, take, are there choices we can make and actions we can take to, to uh, reverse the trends. And so I'm like, okay, all this research on self-control, all this research on self-improvement, all this research on grit and tenacity, um, how can we take this mm -hmm. and empower children to be self-aware right. and empower them to, um, to not just manage their emotions, but um, understand them. Be aware of and, that they're there and understand them. And understand them. And we always say, you know, to identify, uh, process, express, and overcome. And so this is what we're working on. And, and um, this is all connected. And so that's what I mean by when I say that um, this session is based on my obsession yeah. to break it down because I believe it's all connected. I think the grit, the tenacity, um, the self-awareness, the mindfulness, um, we talk Talk about emote control when you have a feeling you catch it see it name it own it i think that well I empowering think, kids to do that at a young age no doubt and and that's why the bible says the bible says take every thought captive to christ which is such a powerful image and such a powerful statement that we take it captive to christ who is the epitome of grace and truth so there's no judgment it's there but we take it captive to Christ. We have We have to own it yeah. personally in order to take it captive to Christ. And when you start to do that more intentionally, more frequently, then all of a sudden, it's like we've said so many times before, you think about what you think about. And, and this is that self-awareness And mindfulness. Thing. And I, Beginning with God-awareness. God-awareness, sure. Certainly. But I think, though, that the God-awareness part is not simply... Um, I know myself better, but it's like, I'm fearful, but I'm going to be okay because he's got me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fearful, yeah. but I won't be fearful forever. Mm -hmm. Or I'm, um, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm nervous, but I won't, it, it's all of it. I think um, COVID is a great place to have this conversation because COVID really has just kind of crystallized yeah. everything that's always there anyway, but it bubbles beneath the surface and we stay busy enough to ignore it. Now, so, it's right, all right it, there. It's all right there. And so here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into our challenges for the week. Okay. We have a micro challenge and a mindfulness challenge. Ooh. And so all I want you to do this week is just to be more mindful. Again, we're not looking, we're, you're looking at it um, with no judgment and no comparison. Now, I would encourage you in your family, particularly if you have uh, preteens, teens, elementary, make it a, um, a a family project if you can, if your family's in a good place. If you're still talking to each <laughs> if other. If you're still talking to each other, if you're still having fun. Um, but the micro challenge is, well, I think the self-awareness, when I say honesty, humility, and community are required, I, I think this could be valuable. Um, to let your children participate in it with you. That means you're receiving influence from them. Not just you're telling them, but you're yeah. receiving influence from them. So the micro challenge is to be mindful of one thing that you are typically mindless about. Be mindful about mm. one thing that you're typically mindless about. Do you about. have one yet? Um, okay, so let me read some examples. Oh. I mean, do you have yours Well, yet? do I have mine? Um, I think, okay... I think that mine is going to be <laughs> eating for no reason. Like uh, that I, could be mine too. I am. I am yeah. literally walking <clears throat> because we're here all the time. I'm yeah. just snacking for no reason. It's not like I'm gonna. I just want to be mindful when I'm doing it. Like oh, 
I just ate those potato chips and I wasn't even hungry. It's no judgment. It's no, um, no comparison. It's just being mindful. Um, another one, uh, Joe said nail biting. That was a, uh, that could be one. Um, he was, I was asking Joe ideas. I was asking Julia Fortman ideas. Um, uh, Daydreaming when you're wandering, your mind is wandering. Just be aware of it. It's not again. They don't have. It's not necessarily bad. Right, right, right. It just it is. It's just making you more aware. Netflix binging. Um. Okay, I thought of this one. Furrowing your brow. Like just be aware <laughs> of when you're furrowing your brow. Um, yelling if you are at home and you have been cooped up. Um, perhaps you have a shorter fuse, just being aware. Um, we're not telling you to change the behavior this week. Just Percent. be aware yeah. of when you're doing it. Um, let's see. Uh, social media scrolling, mindless scrolling, um, responding to bids. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, uh, let's see. What's in Oh, I already said yelling. Uh, oh, cussing. Yeah. That is what it is. Just being aware of it. Um, okay. I put this on my list. Panicking. Thank you. I, I panic like about the dumbest thing. And I'm just. They're not dumb. Well, They're not dumb. Not. There's no judgment. Okay. okay. No, no, ju judgment. no judgment. It's not dumb no things. judgment. You just it's just you panic. So now you're going to be mindful in your panic. I'm going to be mindful. And then. Oh, I'm you're going to be mindful. I'm going to be in the backyard. Okay. That, that's a good way to do it. And um, <laughs> But you pick yours. And we'd love to hear your ideas for anything that um, is mindless for you. We just want you to be mindful about it. Oh, and drinking. Um, especially now that we're home all the time and we don't really, a lot of us don't have work hours. And so, um, just be aware. Oh, I've noticed that I'm drinking more than I usually do. Or, oh, I noticed that I'm drinking earlier. Oh, I noticed, whatever it is, you're just, I just want you to be mindful about something that you have been doing, um, mindlessly. And then the second one is the mindfulness, uh, challenge, the mindful minute, or you could go hardcore and do a mindful of five minutes. Mindful five minutes, overachievers. So practice the mindful minute as many mornings as possible. So you're being mindful throughout the day. And then the second thing is the mindful minute. So here's how you, here are the rules for the mindful minute. You have to sit still. You set a timer for one to five minutes. Close your eyes or fix your focus. If you think you may fall asleep, you can just fix your focus. And then think about your breathing and only your breathing. So what this is doing is, is trying to train you to be mindful. Yeah. Um, and so what happens is your mind will wander. What do I need to get at Target? What time do I need to get the kids up? Um, oh my gosh, I left a load in the laundry. What, and you just bring it back. And all you're thinking about is your breathing. That is so hard it's, for me. It's so hard. It's so hard. And um, it was recommended for five minutes, and I cut it down to one. Yeah. And I felt like I was really achieving something. But it did make me so much more aware of my thought process. So much more aware. So those are your two challenges. Your micro challenge is be mindful of, and just pick one thing, one thing that you're typically mindless about, and then do that mindful minute as many times as you can. Remember that mindfulness is most effective with no judgment and no comparison. And remember that mindfulness requires um, humility, honesty, and community. Well, that's self-awareness. requires honesty, humility, and community. And then the goal is simply awareness. We're not doing the behavior changes. 
We're not even getting to that. Um, anything you want to add to that? I think Do you have any awesome. other ideas about something you could be mindful about? No, I'm trying to figure out what I, because I, I want to make it something that I don't know yet what it's going to be. It doesn't have to be like a habit that you <clears> want to stop. It's just something that you do without thinking. Like whistling. Do you sing all the time? Do you? You know what I mean? Like it literally. Do you just have something be, you want me to be mindful? Of? No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm That's just thinking. So. Like it doesn't That's have it. to be. It doesn't have to be bad. <laughs> okay, we're finishing up. I just wanted to remind you guys to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, subscribe if you haven't already to get the weekly emails. And I'm going to send out in that email this week um, the series that we did on the growth mindset and mindfulness, so that. Um, you can have that and because they're not on the website right now. So you got to subscribe to get those. I don't know how to put them on the website. There, that's why. And then, uh, we're, we're in the process of updating it. And then this summer we will launch um, our summer blogs and podcasts. So you definitely want to get subscribed. And then next Wednesday we will do the second part of this session and be on the lookout for our new fearlessmom.com website relaunch what? coming with, wait for it, the Fearless Shop. We are going to be selling Fearless merch on the website, so we cannot wait. And um, stay in touch, like I said, social media, and definitely get subscribed. Thank you guys for joining us, and congratulations to the three winners, and we cannot wait to see you next week. Emily, thanks so much. Thanks, Matt, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> and um, I'm glad you got that off your chest, like about um, the bad book that you. That was rough. It, yeah. it was stressful. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Scarred for life. Good news. Yeah, bit. nothing is wasted, Emily. That's true. Good job. Hey, thanks so much. See y'all later. Good night.